This is Dirt and Sprague. 915, let's have a great day, everybody. With Andy Dirt Johnson. I said that I wanted to have kids, and you said that you wanted me to have a vasectomy. What did I do? When you said that you might want to have kids, and I wasn't so sure, exactly reversed. And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, what, reverse back. And Brendan Sprague. Stiff snap, stiff snap, stiff snap. You have no idea the physical toll. The three vasectomies have a person. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan. 99.5 HD2. The Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday morning. Hope you're surviving snowmageddon. He's not sticking, right? I got the Camry today. I think up in our neck of the woods, it's sticking a little bit. Wife sent me some pictures. You should be okay getting home today. It's overnight tonight and tomorrow that gets uh, Could get a little dicey. Ah, we got on Thursday. That's who's going to do blue balls. When do you guys got to do it? I, I can't get around in the ice. You have a truck. Ah, it doesn't uh, work in ice. That's not true. It doesn't work. You got yeah. a new truck, too. They you tell got you to, All right, I'm sending a remote unit you home. You got that ice boys. button. They Those tell you, trucks got new ice buttons. Tell you to not drive in the ice when you got a truck. It's bad for you. Oh. Put some sandbags in the back. Figure <laughs> you got a big out. meeting with management. We can ask them. Uh, yeah. What's the protocol if it snows overnight? Can right. I take tomorrow off, please? I <laughs> uh, wanted to read a couple final thoughts here. Two last points on my uh, from my angle, and then we'll move on, I promise. But it's a big story. Yeah, like, you're you really get... stuck on this. You well, like I think this. people are fired up. I, you know, mm. that we, we care deeply about the conference. We're very, I think, you know, our, our college football fandoms out here, we're very passionate about our schools. And we're losing USC and UCLA after this year. Screw both of them. I, I wish the conference would do more to punish both of them for leaving. Uh, in terms of scheduling, I'd make them play all road games this year, no home games, like f- switch it up on them. Just do whatever you can to spite them, right? Did you see Cronin, by the way, their basketball coach down at UCLA, thinks he does? he's not getting a good of net rating as he deserves because yeah. they're leaving for the Big Ten? So they did their, they did their early uh, bracket look from the committee. The committee shows out, hey, this is what our bracket would be today. And well, they do the top 16 seeds. Yeah, so the it's, yeah, it's like top a four seeds in each region. Right. Okay. And they like give if you, the tournament started today. Yeah. The tournament started today. Here's the top it, four seeds. This is what it would look like. And it, you know, it can change in a couple weeks. Sure. And UCLA was lower than people thought. And yeah, his reaction was, we're being punished <laughs> because we're going to the Big Ten. Good. You should be. Screw you. Uh, so my, my my only other final thoughts on this, I'll read a couple of texts and we can move on, I promise. I Part of my reason why I'm maybe not as panicked as some is because after this year, you are getting an expanded college football playoff where if you win your conference, you're in the playoff. Like I, I think the relevance angle was a much bigger deal when it's four teams and it doesn't matter how you get there. It's just a randomly picked by a group of people in a room that don't really know what the hell they're doing. I think there was more of a sense of urgency of you got to get you got to be in prominent time slots. You want those people on the committees watching those games every single week. Like now the notion that you could just win the Pac-12 and you're automatically in the college football playoff, I think that lessens my fears a little bit. But a couple of final thoughts here. Um, somebody said, I just hope whoever picks the Pac-10 uses high-quality cameras across the board, not just for the biggest games of the week. That I agree with. We had a Pac-12 baseball fan worried, like, what does this mean? From what I read, it is it was essentially the report that came out yesterday was that the Apple TV would basically pick up the Pac-12 network. Like, they would become the broadcast provider of Pac-12 sports. So it's not just for football. So the so I, I missed that part. That, I read Marshawn's article last yeah. night, and he he hinted at that. Like The, the they network would, would kind of go into Apple. So instead yeah. of having a Pac-12 network channel on cable, Pac-12 network would be on Apple TV. And you would get all your baseball, basketball, football games that way. Look. I'm just I'm I'm spitballing here. We all have ideas and thoughts and feelings on this. 
Sounds like that streaming platform needs the old dirt and spray uh, <laughs> Homer Honk Pac-12 show for content. You need a pregame show? We'll do the pregame show. Apple TV, give us a call. Give me a late night Thursday show. I don't give a damn. Just you know, let's, uh, let's get dirt and spray on there. You we don't have we don't have a fine bomb. We've no. had plenty of people that could be our fine bomb. Let's make it happen. Joel Klatt doesn't like us enough, even no. though he's technically a Pac-12 guy now. He's pissed in our Cheerios. You know, I like Yogi. Yogi's not ever going to go hard enough on other conferences and teams. We need people to be hated. We, like, who is our? I think our softy is probably our closest thing to that, right? Yeah, but he doesn't honk at all for the conference. He hates everybody in the conference He's outside a honk of Washington. For the you Huskies. need it. You need yeah. the. Uh, you need a back the Packer. Yeah. I'm yeah. a back the Packer. I'm yeah. You be back. I'll be pack. Okay. All right. Dirt and Sprague backing and packing. You think they'll give us the Ted Lasso plane? Uh, I'd be in on that, and then, you know, we use the backing and packing Pac-12 show with the Pac-12 honks. I think we parlay that into our podcast we brought up earlier, Putts and Butts. Is it back and pack or pack and back? No, it's 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 backing and packing. Okay. We're, you got to back we the gotta pack. pack the conference and pack yeah. it down their throats. Yeah. Easy. Whoa. Oh, sorry. I'm, Whoa. I see. Whoa. I'm ready. I, Apple, Whoa. call me. Whoa. I don't have that an agent. That might be a little too rambunctious for this early in the morning. I'm, I'm easy to deal with. I don't have an agent. Um, I'm cheap. I will happily work for well, macaroni and cheese. Well, cheap is well, you know relative. Now, cheap so. is a relative term. What's cheap to them <laughs> might. Well, what's expensive? Can we to throw them a hot dog in? Maybe we can get that into our. <laughs> Would you rather be back or pack? Uh... I don't know. I'd rather be back. Yeah. Than back? <laughs> you're not connecting dots, and I love that. Oh, I'm connecting dots. I'm connecting and dots. And you're still debating. That's what I love about I you. am debating. You know, I, I, I think you could go either way. I think you're flipping a coin. I think you're flipping a coin. Are you back, I'll pack. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was a catcher in high school. As somebody said, as an Oregon fan, I just, I just want the conference to stay together so I can enjoy traditional rivalries. I don't care about national relevance. That will work itself out in the college football playoffs. It definitely will. There but, you go. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Daniel Jones worth $45 million a year? No! <laughs> Didn't we already talk? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Derek not. Carr was in New York this weekend, and he visited with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. The New York Jets. We have audio on this. Yeah. Is this Diana Rossini yes, it is. talking friend. about Derek Carr yeah. and uh, what was going on with the Jets? Well, Derek Carr is certainly in the driver's seat here in this situation. You just mentioned some of the teams that are interested in him. And in terms of that visit with the New York Jets, I heard it went really well from both sides. And in terms of what New York was trying to sell him, because let's face it, that's what they're doing at this point. They were pretty clear with him. They, they told him he's a great quarterback. They believe that he's got a legit surrounding cast of players. They went through the top D, the strong young skill guys, the explosive run game. They went through top to bottom of why Derek Carr can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. Zero that had to be a Woody Johnson quote. First, he has 99 touchdowns and 87 interceptions in his career. Well, that's better than 16 than games Broadway below Joe. 500. That is that is better than Broadway Joe. 16 games below. Just wave a number below. one finger as you're leaving the stadium. It's all good. I guarantee you win and win the game, and you're going to the Hall of Fame. That's the way it works Doing in Doing some pantyhose, you're all set. We we did, and then hit on a sideline reporter when you're 60 and drunk. We did yeah, have... Yeah, with a cool fur coat. We had somebody... Uh, Tweet us yesterday and said, you know, lifelong Jet fan here. 
and then said, Jet fan is never, because I put up a poll question, what quarterback situation would you want if you were a Jet fan? And you could throw even a name that I left off this in Jimmy G if you want, but would you want Rodgers coming out of the darkness, Derek Carr coming out of the Raiders, or Mike White back, Zach Wilson one more year to see what he is and say, yo, it's 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 now or never because you took him number two overall. I think it's already never. But, it yeah. probably is given what we're hearing about them. But I just I was curious, and a Jet fan said, lifelong Jet fan here, Jet fan is never going to be happy <laughs> because they've always, I mean, it's Broadway Joe for them. And I didn't want to, I didn't know the position this person took. Maybe they're with this argument, but I wanted to respond that's the saddest thing I've ever heard because the man's one guarantee masked all of the mediocre to bad football he played his entire career and is easily the worst NFL Hall of Famer to ever exist. Yeah, they're one of the worst organizations in all of football. Like it's, it's a lot of sucktitude for the Jets. And really, the, the name of stuff kind of masked that a little bit because they won one of the most famous Super Bowls of all time because of a guarantee that they were going to go win the game. You put this up yesterday. It was a very easy question for me to answer. And I, it's not even relatively close in my mind, to be honest with you. Uh, the answer is Derek Carr. If I'm a Jets fan, if I'm the general manager of the Jets, that's 100% the route I'm going. He's a free agent. I don't have to give up assets to go get him. He's not going to cost top quarterback money. If he does, then have fun going somewhere else. That's fine. What's top quarterback money in your head? What if he wants 42? Uh, well, that's not quite top quarterback know, money. But I'm if, asking what's your threshold. I, I would get, I would offer him 35 to 40 range for three year, three years. I'd give him the Kirk Cousins deal, three years, 99 million kind of deal, or 100 fully whatever, guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Um, he's not relatively that old yet. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to trade for him, so you're giving up what kind of assets and draft capital to go make that move happen. Aaron Rodgers' cap hit is an insane number this year. Not to mention the fact that how many more years is Aaron Rodgers going to play for? Like the, the Jets are not in a situation where you're one hired gun away from winning a Super Bowl. They're just not, especially the AFC. I think you need to fill this thing out for three or four years, and eventually you could get there. You got some really young, talented players. Feels like he hired the right head coach. But why would you give up all that capital if Aaron Rodgers is going to come play for one season? He might be a one-and-done guy in New York. There's no guarantee there. The Mike White thing is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Fans like Mike White. He played against the worst defense in the NFL and the Bears in one game and threw like three touchdowns. Everybody freaked out. Relatively, he's like 27 years old. He's been in the NFL for two years. He's not a starting quarterback. And Zach Wilson sucks. He's terrible. So I, I I think there's only one answer here, and it's Derek Carr. See, the the Derek Carr thing's interesting. I I just don't know what to make of what the season was. It, that season was a, it was a colossal failure for that organization. There for was, the Raiders, you mean? Yeah, yeah there were yeah. expectations. They bring in McDaniel's. You trade and get Devonte Adams. Like people thought that that season, and and I'm one of them, should have and could have been a lot better. Now your your rebuttal could just be Josh McDaniel's, and I would go, yeah, that would kind of line up, but. A 60.8 completion percentage, 3,500 yards. He threw for 1,300 fewer yards this year than he did the season before. 24 touchdowns and 14 picks. Like, what am I getting? It, it, maybe the Kirk Cousins deal is the approach financially, but I, I, I just don't know what to make of Derek Carr. That that's a that's an awful season. Th- those numbers are not kind to him mm-hmm. and. You know, not everybody's Tom Brady. Not everybody is Aaron Rodgers. He's 31. He's going to be 32. I I don't know if he's going to be good at 35. So I just, I hear what you're saying when we comp these other guys. I 
That's a lot of commitment for a guy that might not make you any better than what you were. Yeah, and I would make the same argument about the other three. All oh, of them, are, all of them yeah. are a roll of the dice. Um, but the Jets got to do something, and sticking with Mike White to me is not the answer, and but definitely Zach Wilson's not the it, answer. It does smell a little bit like the Colts. Are you, are you flirting well, sure. with the next veteran yeah. and then the next veteran because your roster's ready-made where you're just missing on the veteran? I, the only difference for me there, last point on it, is that Derek Carr at least, I think he's, what, 31 years old, 32, he's somewhere in that range. And so I, at least it's not like you're getting a one-year rental. Like when Phillip Rivers went, you knew Phillip Rivers was at the end in Indy. He was going to play maybe for one more year. And he retired. Matt Ryan is at the very end of his road. And to me, that's where kind of Aaron Rodgers is at this point. Um, and that's why I think Carr's a little – you're probably going to get three or four years out of it. But to your point, is he still good at the age of 35? Uh, we don't know. But the Jets need a quarterback. They had Derek Carr, and he's going to take his time. We'll see where he ends up picking. Let's get to your favorite segments. Favorite segment, stat or story next on The Fan. Crunch the numbers. There's 6,127 students at average, 58% of which are girls. So so that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs> Break the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Is it a stat or a story? Evidence based on olfactory prowess is inadmissible, in case you didn't know. This is Stat or Story, a monumental judgment call. All with dirt and spray on 1080. Come on, don't The fan. That's right, folks. Saturday story time. I want to get to some NBA stuff coming up bottom of the hour. Interesting comments recently about one player. Are we pro or against said comments and said player? Mm. We'll talk about that here in about 10 minutes. What do we got today, Swag? Uh, today, it is National Margarita Day. Oh, I love a good margarita. So we'll find out uh, all about the margarita. Also, spring training games get underway this weekend. Let's go. With all of the new Major League Baseball rules. Let's go. So you start to see how it will unfold. The so, big bases, huh? We got the, the extra big bases. The big pizza boxes, yeah. according to... Uh, wh- which Cora brother? I don't know. Whatever Cora brother is managing. Two this. weeks from today, I'm going to be at a spring training game. Mm-hmm. F you. So your first you number is 34. 34. 34. Is it the percentage of plate appearances in the major leagues last season that saw a defensive shift be employed? Okay. Or is it the percent of Americans in a recent survey that picked the margarita as their favorite happy hour drink? Oh, now, I'm going percentage. This is this is a folks a folksy vote. A folksy vote. A folksy vote. Now we're talking any kind of shift. Doesn't have to be like a complete overhaul of one side of the just any level of shift of the infield. Because if that's the answer, it's got to be higher than 34. Like you're moving your shortstop over 10 feet. Now you're doing the thing where you're overthinking this. It's got it's got to be a story. It's got to be a story. I want I want some I want some reasoning on that. Sounds well, like you're a it. mile away from the mic. <laughs> Sorry. He's doing the reading thing. Uh Cuz I feel like every hitter you move an outfielder by 10 season you know. since, uh, Hey, it's a lefty let's is shade it a over a little or bit is it this a story? way. <laughs> Do you not know the answer here? You gave us a stat or story. Whatever from Statcast. This okay. is from ESPN. Well, I'm still going I'll go story. I'm going story. Boxy vote. Both story. on story. Yeah. It's a stat. Of course it is. That's a bogus stat. Thank you. Bogus misleading stat. Thank you for all so of percentage that. Percentage of, of play appearances <laughs> using shift. Uh 34%. Hmm. 55% against left-handed batters, only 20% against right-handed batters. Okay. What's that about? Because left-handed pull hitters, pull hitters are the most stubborn hitters and pitching, they all want them. They're in there for power. 
there aren't any very few lefty like slap hitters anymore. Well, as a righty who who bats for power, you know, <laughs> pretty big pole hitter. Uh, too. But according to this is from uh, nationaltoday.com, according to their recent survey Liam of Americans, down the third baseline, thirty percent of Americans say margaritas are their favorite happy hour drink. Hmm. What are the other ones that show up? Does it say or just, mar- is it just uh, a margarita? This is all fact? about margaritas. Okay. So um, I mean, I I don't know if it's my do favorite. You seek but... one out, like when you're sitting down happy hour, because I'm not the world's biggest tequila fan, so I'm I'm a whiskey. I'm not. A, a it's not a happy person. hour thing for me. It's a Mexican restaurant thing to me. Oh, okay. like if I'm going to get some tacos, yeah. and you're like you're eating a night. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in the fiesta mood. Let's when go. When in Rome, give me a margarita with some salt on the rim. Mm, you like the salted rim. I do like a salted rim. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if it's my go-to happy hour. I, I actually don't have a go-to happy hour. It's kind of wherever you are. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, whatever you're in the mood it's, for, it's the whatever you're doing. Vibe. Yeah, okay. it's, you know. uh, your next number is 67. 67. Is it the success rate of stolen base attempts in the major leagues in 2022? Or is it the percentage of Americans who prefer their margaritas frozen as opposed to on the rocks? That's a depressing percentage to hear because on the rocks is definitely the better option there. And well, I'm going stew. Ooh, ooh. It's a controversial take. But I think, you know, I think this is probably a story because we love slushies. We love that crap. And on the rocks is, again, <laughs> infinitely better. But people love to go infinitely Ooh. better. I don't know about that. It's I think I disagree there. Frosted. And yeah. I'm going to go stat. I mean, I like them both. I go both ways here. Okay. <laughs> I go both ways. I like them. I like them on the rocks. Breaking no. news. Yeah. I, I, I like them in a slushy. Slushy form is solid either way. I do. I do them both. Don't pull that. I don't know if slushy is a solid. Actually, would you say it's a solid? It's kind of you know it's some substance there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go story here. I'm gonna go story. It is a story. Yeah. Sixty-seven yeah, percent yep. of Americans uh, prefer their margaritas frozen. As they love slushies. This has gotta be. This 30. has gotta be a poll question now. How do you prefer your margarita? Oh, I'm very much on the rocks. On the, the rocks. Thank you. Look at you. Yes. Upstanding. If I'm citizen. gonna have a margarita, I want a cocktail. Yes. I want to taste the alcohol. Thank you. Trying to I like my cocktails straw. boozy. I also don't like when don't it melts. Mask it in fruit juice and yeah, ice. It's it's gross. It melts and then it's like half liquid, half <laughs> frozen. You can't ice. take the taste of the tequila when you get it blended. It's not the same. You can't. There's no tequila in there. The blending takes the flavor of the alcohol well, out usually, of the margarita. Usually, <laughs> it's it's not the same taste. Usually, when you're doing that, okay. they tend to put more juice in there, Thank more you. sugar yeah. sort of stuff. Well, as, it sounds like you're going to the wrong place for a blended margarita. You got to find well, a better yeah. blended margarita. I think we'll it's the most common. One. Yeah, I think it's. The it's most funny common. though. So we go from alcohol to no alcohol. <laughs> now it's a virgin margarita. Of the thirty-three, it feels like it. of the thirty-three percent who prefer their margarita over ice, sixty-five percent of them like the salted rim. Sure, I'm okay with a salted rim. But of the sixty-seven percent that prefer the frozen margarita, sixty-seven percent prefer the glass with no salt. Because so they want children. it sweeter. Because they're children. I know. <laughs> they want candy drink. Dad, can I have a milkshake with tequila? Like, yeah, of course. All right. Uh, yeah, so the stolen uh, base success rate last year was 75.4%, but there were the fewest stolen base attempts in the major leagues ever last season. So they're hoping, they're hoping the big pizza box bases yeah. are going to encourage more base stealing. And you can't throw over three times in a row or something, exactly. right? Isn't that one of the rules? Uh, on the third attempt... 
Uh, you either have to get an out or it's a balk. I can't wait for games to last an extra 20 minutes now. Because there's not going to be shifts, so there's going to be more hits, more stolen bases, more runs scored, more pitching changes. Sure. All that stuff happened in the minor leagues, yes, last year. All of these were implemented, Uh and games were 26 minutes shorter in the major leagues. In your face! We'll wait and see how it works in the big leagues. Your final number is 13.50 or 1350. Mm -hmm. Is it the percentage decrease in base-related injuries throughout the minor leagues in 2022 using the larger bases that will be used in the major leagues this season? Mm. Or is it the cost in dollars that the average American American is prepared to pay for a margarita. So $13.50 or... 13.5%. I'm going to go story here. Um, That's a random, like 13.5. That's, I don't know. 13.50 makes sense if you're getting a margarita. It's kind of a nice gourmet place. Although nowadays I feel like that's like 20 bucks. I, I just went out to eat and I was like, wow. Look at the menu here. Somebody said you could just put more alcohol in your blended margaritas. Yeah. Or you could just not drink it like a child and get a real one with on the rocks. I mean, yeah. you know, either way it works. And if um, you put a straw in that frozen margarita, you're you're moving from my table. I just like what Go are you doing away. there? Like, you need it you need it to look like a slushy? What are we doing? Put some ice, pour some yes. tequila on the damn rocks. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, go to the kitty zone. I'm gonna go stat. I'm gonna go for an O for three day. I'm gonna go for stat. I'm on story. It's a stat. Hey, one for two. Yes. Well, as you may have heard, cocktails a lot cheaper elsewhere in the country, yeah. or maybe they're just using crap tequila. Uh, but yes, thirteen and a half percent. This according to this is all from uh, ESPN's uh, stats and information. Um, so yeah, they increased the base size last year, and thirteen and a half percent. Uh, decrease in base-related injuries. Most of them at first base. That's where the biggest... Yeah. So you're not stepping on guys uh, when the throw is not perfect over to first base or running into them. Uh, no, just $9.49 is what... Uh, hmm. Amer- average cheaper. American expects to pay for a margarita. So when was I'm ge- this done in 2014? No. Like that's a pretty cheap margarita. Yeah, it is cheap. I'm guessing a lot of that's happy hour prices. Uh, and you're good. using crap tequila, I guess. You said I used to bartend in a Mexican restaurant for four years. Anytime somebody ordered a frozen margarita, I had to fight the urge to stab them in a trachea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ya. Well done. I feel ya, brother. A man of the people. That's a text I love. There you go. Statter story every Wednesday. Yeah, because everybody's going to want a frozen margarita today. Just right. go outside and grab a little snow Did there. you get a real sense that he uh, he's a frozen marg guy? I think so. He said he was both, but he kind of like got defensive on the frozen marg thing. I well, I, I I do find you children screaming about this hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're, the lack no, of tequila. Adults. We understand what a cocktail is The lack of tequila like. angle is, is hilarious. No, but he's, I, you he, can put he's, the same amount of tequila. Like the they fact probably he, do. No, but, but what I'm he's saying, right is the syrup is it's more done put on the frozen. more sugary yes. crap in that one than just a straight my, what rocks. I'm saying is you could take your on-the-rocks margarita, okay? Mm-hmm. Everything you put into there. If you just throw that into a blender, it's going to taste the, it's the same thing. But they won't do that. No, they add be, more sugar. Okay, I'm not saying restaurants. I'm saying yeah. you at home. If you ever make margaritas. I'll just make it on the rocks. Why would I ever and, do And I usually do as well. Yeah. But sometimes you throw it in a blender with the ingredients from an on-the-rocks margarita. It's the same damn thing. Just, fro- just blended. An unofficial but <laughs> official poll release said that you get a worse hangover or headache after drinking a frozen and Marg than one on the rocks. That's the unofficial. Official oh, that's the unofficial official yeah. stance. Okay, there you go. Yeah, they're white trash. Enjoy your they? margaritas today, everybody. <laughs>
Happy Martin sounds, Day. Sounds like the commute home might uh, require you to get one once you get home. Oh, God. Uh, hey, all right. What about this player in the NBA? And how do we feel about him and the lack of backlash that has come his way over not succeeding as a team? We'll get to that coming up next. Thought rolling into the fan text line, 503-864-6326. Alcohol connoisseur cocky sniffing has to be, at least on the Mount Rushmore of superiority complexes. <laughs> That's a great text. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Hey, when we judge NBA superstars, yeah, what is the number one criteria we judge them on? It don't mean a thing if you ain't won that ring. Okay. Glad you answered that way. Yeah, you're welcome. Because that is the correct answer. There is a player that it seems it, wait, to be... Wait, wait, wait. Is it, though? It is. The, I mean, that. I mean, it's the way we judge NBA players. Whether it's fair or not, that's the way we judge NBA okay. stars. I, I I'm not saying it's saying fair. It. I'm just, Should we be judging sure, it? That that's way. a valid yeah. question. No doubt about it. There is a player that is about to potentially win his third consecutive MVP trophy. Yes. Which we went over has been done, what did we figure out, twice? I think it was two or three times, yeah. Wilton, 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 Bill Russell, Russell. and Bill Russell. Now there's one more. Bird. Bird. And Larry Bird. Okay, so three other times in NBA history. By three of the greatest players in NBA history. Mm Mm-hmm. They're the only guys who have ever done it, and it seems like when you look at all these pollings that they do of GMs and coaches and all that, and media members, like, Jokic is going to win his third straight MVP, and it seems to be destined for that. Now, maybe something changes in the second half of the season. We're talking about a player who has been to one conference finals. Yeah. Last year, got bounced in five games in round one. Yeah. The year before that, they got swept in the second round of the playoffs. Okay. Uh, the year before that was the bubble year that they went to the conference finals and lost in five games to LeBron and the Lakers. The year before that, they lost to your Portland Trailblazers in seven games when C.J. McCollum got them in game seven. And Damian Lillard didn't even have that good of a series. I Why? Hmm. This is the thing that fascinates me most about, I think, NFL quarterbacks and NBA superstars. We judge everybody on a different scale. When Kevin Durant loses in the first round of the playoffs... He's eviscerated nationally, and I've chuckled. I don't really like Kevin Durant. Unless he wants to come to Portland, then I'll be a fan. If not, hey, let's all laugh at Kevin Durant and make fun of him. It's funny. They they swept in the first round by Boston last year. It was hilarious that they got swept. We killed him the entire offseason for losing in the first round of the playoffs. The overwhelming MVP vote in Nikola Jokic lost in five games in the first round of the playoffs last year. And I didn't hear a damn peep about it, and he's on the brink of winning his third straight. Now, maybe he shuts everybody up in the playoffs. I just I, I do find it funny, and I've seen this has become like a national debate now. Of this dude's about to win three straight MVPs, and he's never been to an NBA Finals. Why is he Why is he given a pass on that? I think uh, well, last year for context, I mean, he lost Jamal Murray, Michael sure. Porter Jr.'s back has has been a big problem for Kevin them. Durant had to play half his games without Kyrie Irving, who was uh, in and out of the lineup because of a COVID vaccine. I know, and but Ben Simmons was their addition who didn't play. Sure, uh, that's correct. What I what I would say though is like I feel like there's levels to it in the league. And 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 largely I think for the last fifteen years or so, the level has been LeBron at the very top of no matter what he does, if he doesn't win the championship, we are destroying him and knocking down his legacy in each and every way possible. It's a failure. It's it's an absolute failure for him. Never mind that no other player has had to live with that <laughs> or come into the league at that from high school. If he doesn't win the championship, it's another blemish on the record, and it's another opportunity to say, not better than Jordan. And then I think it's the next tier down, and it's the Kevin Durant, maybe Chris Paul, because people want to put him in the conversation of all-time point guards. Mm-hmm. But largely, it's it, that's the next tier. And then it's the third tier. 
It's Giannis. I think now Boston's in this category. Uh, Luka might enter the chat, but talk about guys who have avoided criticism. Here's Luka Doncic. I heard a good point of like, you know, Luka should have been the guy carrying the all-star game and making it relevant. And he was seen on the bench laughing, not caring. And you could say, who cares? It's the all-star game. But like, there have been generational players, LeBron being one of them, guys sort of throughout their careers lifted that game up and made it somewhat relevant. I just don't think Jokic is relevant enough for a player on a national scale. And what I mean by that is not to say people don't know his name, but he doesn't talk. He plays a, I I think unless you're like the diest of hard basketball fan, he doesn't play an appealing style of basketball. It's kind of boring. Also an under-the-radar market, I would argue, too. It's slow, and he plays in a market that doesn't care about basketball. They just don't. Denver has their sycophants and then... But it's a small pocket of people. It's a football town. It's a hockey town. They're just not a passionate fan base for Nuggets basketball. Um, so I, I just think that's the reason. Is that fair? No. I, I, I kind of find myself in between the zone of acknowledging what his statistics say he is all time and being on the side of, of the media that says, yo, this has to matter. Like at some point... Like the unanimous MVP debate. You remember that with Steph? I do remember that. Mike never did that. LeBron never did that. Larry never did that. Kareem never did that. Hakeem, whoever. When you get to that stuff, it it does matter a bit. The MLB Hall of Fame. Derek Jeter's the only unanimous. Ken Griffey Jr.'s not unanimous. It's ridiculous. I tend to care about that stuff. So I kind of be, I'm on the side of these stats are all time worthy but man, only three players all time have had three straight MVPs. There has to be some kind of uh, accountability held here where if he's going to win it, okay, but he damn sure better get to the NBA Finals, whether realistic or not. Like, that's just the way the league operates and has been built. If you're considered the best player in the NBA, which the MVP essentially is. That's what it says. You're you're the most valuable player. You're the best player in the NBA. I Like, yeah, at some point, I know it's a regular season award, but at what point I think I would ask... Do your postseason failures from the year before linger into the next season? Like, to your point that you're bringing up, I we can find excuses. And, I, again, I'm not saying this is all on Jokic, like he chokes in the playoffs, like J.J. Barea shutting him down in the first round of the, of the postseason. But I, it just it's interesting to me that you, you have excuses built in, and that's fair. You know, Jamal Murray's been in and out of the lineup. I get it. He's had a roster that's not been 100% with him. I'm not acting like he has a star-studded group around him at all times in Denver. But it does feel like this year at least, right? Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Jamal Murray's back. I know he's easing his way back into being 100%, but he's back in the lineup. He's playing. Porter is always going to be a major question mark because of his back, and he seemingly can never stay healthy. But you got your running mate back alongside well, you. Also- of Aaron Gordon. And you have Aaron Gordon, who's a big-time really defender. Good. Like yeah. That's the, the exact kind of piece you want come postseason time. Blazer fans desperately wanted him a year ago at the trade deadline. You don't really have a, a threat outside of Phoenix, in my mind, in the Western Conference that should should beat you in a series. Memphis, good story. Like Outside of that, we'll see what the Clippers can do, but I'm not necessarily fully in on them. Like If, if you bring a roster into the playoffs this year and you have your number one guy, your number two guy, and Gordon's playing and Porter's playing and you still can't get out of the Western Conference... Like, that has to linger in the next season, does it not? Yeah, it, it, well... Another year of winning an MVP and not getting to an NBA Finals? Yeah, but I just, I don't, for whatever reason, whether it's market or the international stuff with him and, you know, not being very f- 
media savvy. I won't say he's not available. He talks all the time, but he's he's not the most savvy, charismatic guy, right? He just he's a great basketball player who's a little boring and we kind of it's Duncan esque. We just don't we know he's great. We know he's good. Duncan at least had the chips. So you couldn't really say much about Tim Duncan being boring. I kind of just think it's a he's not re, he doesn't resonate with people. When you talk about Nikola Jokic, it's is it polarizing? I don't think it's polarizing. He's a damn good player that every franchise in the NBA would love to have as a as a cornerstone piece. But if you say Kevin Durant, it's polarizing immediately. If you say LeBron James, immediately. So like there's there's that's what I mean. Even there's, guys like John Morant are polarizing in the NBA. There's tears to it. Yeah, John Morant's another good one. If they come up short this year because of their expectations as a young up and coming team, have come close. He's not a jump shooter. Can you win that way right. as a number one player? Russell Westbrook. Uh, yeah. Westbrook was this when he was in the MVP height of his career, even with KD. There are just tears to it, and I just don't think Jokic resonates enough where he gets that criticism. I do think your overall point, we should. I mean, I didn't even think Kevin Durant suffered that much criticism for losing in round one and being swept. I mean, I want to highlight, like, just to be fair here, if LeBron doesn't make the playoffs this year, it is going to be a categoric five fail. But if they lose in the first round, guess what the big deal is going to be? Well, he lost in the first round. Like, no matter what he does, if he doesn't want to chip, it's a big deal for a couple months, and it's something we use as a blemish. I even think Kevin Durant gets a bit of a pass in this regard. There's only one, and yeah, it's LeBron. LeBron's alone. And everybody else, it just it stacks up in different tiers. Jokic is in on that top tier. So if they don't win the West, I, I think people go, oh, well, and Jokic and the Nugs, what are they going to do this offseason? But nobody's going to go, is he the dude? Can you win a chip with him? We would do that with other players immediately, but we don't do it with him. Yeah, and I think it, those are the reasons why. I uh, so I, somebody texted in that he went to. Let me read this. He went to the Western Conference Finals with a worse lineup than Dame has currently. I that, could, that is a hundred percent wrong. With that anymore. Go, whoever texts that in, first of all, please apologize at the fan text line now. <laughs> Get back to me and tell me what Jamal Murray's numbers were in the playoffs the year they in the bubble that they went to the West Finals. You get back to me on Jamal Murray's numbers, and you match me another player on this team in Portland that is doing what Jamal Murray did in the playoff run. No, we're close. You won't do it, so just text in the apology now. That was an awful response. In the Utah series in the first round, Jamal Murray averaged 31 points per game, five rebounds, six assists. He had uh, games of 36 points, 50 points, 42 points, and 50 points. In the second round of the playoffs, when they beat the Clippers after falling down 3-1, to one, he averaged uh, over 20 a game. He had a 40-point game, 15 to 26 in Game 7, and then in the Conference Finals, he wasn't as good, but they lost in five games to the Lakers. That was that LeBron-Anthony Davis team that went on to win the championship in the bubble, but yeah, I, I disagree strongly with that. Jamal Murray is a better running mate than than I would argue Dame has ever had. I, and about, I, maybe you're splitting hairs there for people. I, I would take Jamal Murray over C.J. McCollum, uh, but I guess you're splitting hairs. But no, he is. He, that team was better than this year's Blazer team. I just find it interesting, man. I, we, we grade everybody on a different scale. I'm always curious to ask why, because here's a guy who looks to be headed for his third straight MVP. He's never been to an NBA Finals, oh. and I just I don't hear the chatter of, like, can this guy win? Why is, it, why is there pressure on Jokic this yeah. year? Like, you just forget about him, and then you look up at the end of the year, and you're like, oh, that's right, Jokic won another MVP, and there they go, bounce to the second round of the playoffs. Well, the, that text proves my... My point that text that comes from somebody that either didn't watch the bubble basketball and is just running with an assumption or has a completely different viewpoint of basketball than I ever will. The funny thing is not that that person specifically thinks this, but there are many people that say that. But then if I say LeBron's record in the finals and I bring up 07, 
Your response is... Well, he lost. Well, he lost. I mean, come on. Jordan went a loss. Right. Oh, so roster matters for Jokic. But not for other players. But not for other similar category type players. MVP level players that clearly are a different level than most of the league. Jeremy Grant was on that team. Will Barton was a pretty good bench Jer- player. Jeremy Gary Grant Harris is, is a good defender. Jeremy, Paul Millsap. Jeremy Grant is right now the second best player on the Blazers. He was like the third or fourth player on that. Nuggets Monte team. Morris. So that, I, that, that team wasn't awful. That team had Noah Vonley. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, show some respect for the 2019-2020 Denver Nuggets. Hey, would you ever hate an athlete enough to do this? We'll close up there next with the poll questions on 1080 The Fan. Well, we and a lot of times I see fan behavior, and I just chuckle, and I'm like, how do you get to that point in life? How, like, how mentally do you get there? Being the heckler at a, at a sporting event, that kind of thing, right? I, I just, that's not me. It will never be me. I would never do that at a game. This is a whole nother level. Could you ever <laughs> be this passionate as a fan? I already know your answer. That's why I chuckle when I ask the question. Did you see what C.J. Stroud said yesterday? Uh, I or recently C.J. Stroud. So C.J. Stroud's going through the draft stuff. He, you know, he's going into the combine and all that. There was a report he the Cowboys are interested in him, and everybody's saying, "Ooh, could they trade Dak Prescott and draft C.J. Stroud? Are they going to try and go should. young?" Right? Yeah, they should. It's not the craziest of ideas. Well, C.J. Stroud in an interview, I think he said this on Tradition. I don't really know what that is, but that was the interview he was doing, where he said during football season, he unplugs from social media. Like He's not on Twitter. He's not on Instagram. He does have the accounts, but he just stays away from it because he knows it's a cesspool, and after every game, Ohio State fans are going to be up in his mentions if he doesn't throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns. So he said, you know how fans started talking trash to him that he needed to play better? Ohio State fans, not Michigan, Ohio State fans. They found him on Venmo. And they were Venmoing him money just so they could talk, just say, you know, hey, you need to play better. What was with that interception? They would Venmo him $5 just so in the, <laughs> the caption or the description part, they could criticize his game for not playing strong enough. Could you ever hate an athlete or be that passionate as a fan where you're willing to give money to talk S to said athlete? Uh, no, I could never be to like to actually get to that point. No, it's. It's psychotic behavior, but in a way, it's kind of like smart. Like, because he he said he's not on Twitter, he's not on Instagram, so he's not going to see any. Don't, of don't it. cross a line, right? Don't hit family. Don't go too mean. But like, saying, "Yo, what are you doing on that pick?" <laughs> Here's ten dollars. Here's ten dollars. <laughs> That's it's kind of genius. Actually, you start an OnlyFans like that. An athlete just be like, "Yo, you want to hate me? You can say Come whatever on. you want as long as it's not racist." I'll log on to OnlyFans once a month, and you can just let all your rage you can't out. attack my girlfriend or my <laughs> wife or whoever, my kids. But you can say whatever you want. But I need a minimum of four ninety nine a month. Oh God! Uh, what's your reaction if Apple TV becomes the primary broadcaster of Pac twelve football? Fifty two percent of you say it's a horrible move. Ah, Fifty one point seven just went down. Okay. Twenty eight percent, meh, it's okay. Nineteen percent say it's a good move for the conference. I, I could put a spin on it. I don't know about good move. If you're a Jets fan, what quarterback would you want for 2023? 51% of you say Aaron Rodgers. And we asked, what's the worst possible Pac-12 matchup, conference game only, that Apple TV could download onto your device, a la the U2 album years ago? And uh, Cal has been included in every single one of these. I think so. Cal, no matter who the other team is, Cal is definitely Cal. in it. Cal, Cal, Cal. Cal and Stanford's the answer. Uh, there you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. At Dirt and Sprague and at 1080thefan. Hope you're surviving snowmageddon. Thanks so much for being a part of our Wednesday. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080thefan. Oh,